for Econoday with Mark Rogers, Senior Economist for Econoday. Mark, let's start out with last week as a starting point for equity, equities. It was not pretty with the S&P down a sharp 2.6%. What do you think is behind that? Uh, it was largely a moderate correction to so-called momentum stocks, high flyers, especially in the tech sector. And yes, I put 2.6% in the moderate category. Was the decline related to economic news last week? That's the interesting thing. No, economic news was mostly net positive. Uh, Fed minutes were more dovish than expected. The JOLTS report showed continued gains in jo both job openings and hires. And even consumer sentiment nudged up in early April. The only potential negative was consumer credit, which had a very nice headline gain, but, but it was all non-revolving credit. Car sales and government purchases of existing student loans. Clearly the car sales part was a positive, but uh, turning to uh, the rest of the report, uh, revolving credit was still quite sluggish. Consumers are still cautious about using their plastic very much, or they're still paying down existing debt. Your comments on the FOMC minutes being dovish are interesting. So uh, that suggests then that the gain in this, uh, the decline in the stock market, isn't tied to worries of moving uh, the first red, uh, uh, rate hike forward. Absolutely not. In fact, uh, basically, uh, traders' views of the Fed or providing support for the stock market. Uh, the decline probably would have been greater without the uh, clear view that the Fed is continuing loose monetary policy. And we're taping midday money and we, uh, Monday, and we've already had very strong retail sales out for March. Uh, shows it showing the computer, uh, consumer sector making a nice advance going into the spring uh, following all the adverse weather. Your reaction, Mark? Well, first of all, you know, consumer credit lags by a month relative to other data. But what it's saying is that consumers are spending without plastic. And uh, it does look like we are getting a little bit of a spring rebound where uh, consumers basically stayed indoors during the atypically adverse weather. We got a 1.1% boost in March. Uh, that's outstanding. And even if you go to a core measure, um, it was still strong. We saw retail sales excluding autos and gasoline up 1.1%. So the consumer sector appears to be playing catch up after bad weather in Feb January and February. And I think we'll have uh, some upward revisions to GDP estimates for the first quarter. 
And when we look ahead to this week's calendar, it, we're, we're going to get another run of data seeing if uh, the spring thaw continues. That's right. Uh, I think we really need to get past the winter numbers and even the spring rebound numbers if that actually continues to occur. To occur. Uh, but the first item after the retail sales report is the CPI report. And we had an unexpectedly strong uh, March PPI and the question is whether it will show up in the consumer price data. Uh, the CPI numbers could affect Fed thinking on the next policy meeting. I think it's low odds, uh, but there could be some possible impact on taper. Again, I think it's low odds, though. And then we also have uh, the industrial production report and housing starts. Uh, and then jobless claims, which have been giving us a signal, an earlier signal, of a, of a spring thaw. How are you making, how, what did you make of the prior week's big drop in claims? Uh, well, I, I think most analysts, and uh, you were one to point it out, that uh, there are some significant seasonality issues related to data before and during the week of Easter and even the week after Easter. Uh, seasonal adjustments are very difficult with uh, an event that moves around. But uh, the, the drop in the initial jobless claims number, it was so sharp, it has to be significant, even with seasonal adjustment difficulties. And what are you looking for in industrial production on Wednesday? Well, we've got uh, both housing starts and also industrial production, but turning to production first. Uh, I'm expecting a sizable, it, well, first of all, there's a difference between the headline number and then what I consider more important, the manufacturing subcomponent. Uh, the headline number really gets whipped around by the utilities component. And we're coming off some, some strong utilities numbers. And uh, utilities may be soft in March due to the adverse weather effect and then later come off. But industrial production for the manufacturing component looks rather strong. In fact, if we look at the employment situation report, production worker hours in manufacturing were up a very sharp 1.1% in March. So I'm expecting a very robust number for the manufacturing component. Uh, the consensus is for a 0.5% gain I think that that could be on the low side. And housing starts? Housing starts, uh, we, we really need to turn to the most recent report. Uh, it's really about the permits number. We had a sharp rise in housing permits. 
jumped a whopping 7.7% for the month. Uh, that was tied largely to the multifamily component, but uh, that should carry over to uh, actual housing starts for uh, March and expectations are indeed for a stronger number up to uh, 9.965,000 pace. Do you expect to see more good news on Wednesday's uh, afternoon release of the Beige Book? Uh, Mart, well, all right, let's talk about what's important to expect out of the Beige Book report. The market views on Fed Taper uh, playing big. We we've actually seen Fed views on Taper, how the markets interpret whether Taper's more on or less on, having a big impact on the markets on um, the upside or downside. Fed speak, however, increasingly is point, pointing to measured steps in taper is on, no matter what, well, not no matter what, unless there's a sharp divergence between economic data and forecasts. So there's it's going to really take a lot to change taper. It's on. So the real issue for the markets is what is the characterization of the economy from the beige book? And that's what should is what should impact expectations about corporate profits. Taper is on that needs to be built in. It should be built in into market expectations, roughly $10 billion reduction each FOMC meeting. And, and for the beige book, what's the status of the, the economy? The last beige book characterized the economy or economic growth as being modest to moderate. That's the benchmark. Economic growth is modest to moderate. And we need to look for any differences from that characterization and, of course, uh, component analysis within the Beige Book for the consumer sector, housing, and so on. Um, so really, we just need to assume taper is going to be on the path it is, and let's look at the economy. So it's a, a, a delinking of the relationship between um, economic data and expectations uh, now on Fed policy, which you are saying are more or less fixed. Well, at least on Fed policy on taper, and the Fed is clearly announced, uh, including Chair Janet Yellen, that policy rates, that is the Fed funds rate, and discount rate are going to remain exceptionally low for uh, quite some time. Uh, but you know, we just need to focus on what the, the data actually say in terms of impact on uh, equities and bonds. And uh, really, we need to forget about taper. It's basically a done deal.
so for now, good news is good news and bad news is bad news? I think that is essentially the proper characterization. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, Mark Rogers of Accommodate. I'm Mark Pender for Accommodate.